If you have been following true crime stories or reading about them, you may have come across cases of hitchhikers being abducted and killed. One notorious killer, Edmund Kemper, also known as the co-ed killer, preyed on female students whom he gave rights and ultimately claimed 10 lives. The safety of hitchhiking as a mode of transportation for travelers has been the subject of numerous debates. Some argue that hitchhiking allows for an authentic cultural experience and a chance to make friends along the way, while others believe that it leaves travelers vulnerable to predators who could harm them. Pipa Baka, a 33-year-old performance artist, was optimistic about using hitchhiking as means of travel from Milan to Jerusalem. She sought to explore the world and express her ideas by traveling to the holy city with nothing but her wedding dress. In March 2008, Pipa and her companion Moro embarked on this journey, crossing boundaries and hitchhiking to their destination. However, their journey came to a halt in Turkey when Pipa disappeared without a significant trace. Her family held on to hope, thinking she might be in areas with no cell phone reception. But their worst nightmare came true when police finally found her. Not alive, but dead. have been following the previous episodes of Shades of Macabre you might recall the gruesome case of Jinjira Ploingansri from Thailand who was brutally dismembered by her boyfriend simply because he couldn't accept her rejection this case is a classic example of femicide femicide is a heinous crime that refers to the deliberate killing of women or girls solely because of their gender according to the united nations Around 50,000 women are killed every year by their partners or family members, usually as a result of domestic abuse or honor killings. Hi, I'm Dhanvi and this week we're off to Turkey. The place where this case occurred is no stranger to such homicides. In 2022 alone, 116 women were killed in Turkey by their partners. According to the statistics there can be multiple reasons for killing your loved one Usually when men want to show their love and possessiveness they might cross their boundaries and end up hurting the female They also might want to claim dominance between the two even if they're not in a relationship The death of the female might also be due to the result of domestic violence Turkey has witnessed some of the most horrendous crimes against women in recent years. Many women were sexually assaulted and then disposed of to conceal the evidence. Their bodies were burned, left naked in ditches, or brutally stabbed to death. Every few years a case like this would shake Turkey, causing a stir among the female population who demand safer environments. and stricter punishments for perpetrators and that's precisely what happened when pipa baka's story came to light
Giuseppe Pascalino di Marino, known as Pippa Baca, was a 33-year-old Italian performance artist, activist, and pacifist. Her work focused on ecological issues, kindness, and social responsibility, and she sought to depict femininity through her art, gestures, and images. Born in 1972, she was inspired by her maternal uncle, Piero Manzoni, to pursue an art career, becoming a performance artist from a young age. In one of her exhibitions, named The Moon in the Well, she replicated the phases of moon cycle in 14 different frames. With the idea of showcasing femininity in her work, she represented it using the connection of lunar and menstrual cycles. which naturally overlap and this is just one of the exhibitions we are talking about baka was always interested in talking about the women's body communicating that they are a source of life as well as a mysterious identity in her next project brides on the go or brides on tour baka teamed up with a fellow artist silvia moro to travel to 11 countries that had been affected by war showcasing the strength of women during those difficult times the journey began on march 8 2008 in milan and they documented it through photographs and the condition of their wedding dress by the end of the journey the use of the wedding dress in this particular project was to signify the marriage of different cultures that they would come across during their path and use it as a symbol of mutual trust among the strangers. Bakas love for travel came from her mother who shared the same passion and encouraged her daughter to explore the world through hitchhiking. Bakas mother never wanted to stop her daughter from traveling as a hitchhiker. She believed that hitchhiking can introduce you to some of the best people on the planet and can take you some of the most amazing places. of any country Bakas family were worried about their journey since they were going to be alone in some of the dangerous countries and did not know how to communicate with people there Her mother warned them about the dangers women face in those countries and advised them to take note of every single car that they were getting into and asked them to make sure someone saw them getting into those cars Baka and Moro had no timeline prepared for their journey. They used a Facebook group to communicate with people living in the selected cities that they too wanted to visit and asked them for accommodation and contact wherever they wanted. They also started a blogging website called Brides on Tour where they would announce the cities that they will be visiting next and used that as a medium to stay in touch with their families and friends. informing them about their whereabouts so on march 8 2008 the two women left for jerusalem unafraid of the lack of language barrier the two started hitchhiking from milan after turkey they were going to travel to syria and lebanon with israel being their final destination which was still weeks away once they reached israel they planned to host an exhibition where the wedding dresses could be the centerpieces covered in dust and memories of the journey that they had taken the people who met the two artists described them as exhilarating 
they recall one such occasion when the two women visited Istanbul's Grand Bazaar in their wedding gowns and clicked photographs near the shoreline of the city. The images even captured the amused expression of the people standing behind the women and taking notice of the unique choice of clothing being worn in the middle of the city. The images even captured the amused expression of the people standing behind the women taking notice of the unique choice of clothing being worn in the middle of the city. For Baka and Moro this entire journey was a lifetime opportunity and their experience had been anything but dangerous. The journey was exactly like what they had expected. They met some good people and had the opportunity to go to the countryside without any interference. Nothing about their journey so far had raised any red flags. So, with an optimistic attitude, the two decided to part ways from Istanbul and planned to meet in Beirut. On the morning of March 31, 2008, Baka was dropped off on the outskirts of Istanbul where she began hitchhiking. With 1443 kilometers to travel to their next destination, Baka started heading east. By mid-morning, she had reached the town of Gebze, about 63 kilometers from Istanbul. Gebze was a populated town with various places to eat and rest. With a credit card purchase, she headed to the rest stop near the town's edge, which housed various places to eat for the tourists. Multiple people noticed Baka's unusual attire when she arrived there. But by now she was used to those looks. And after concluding her business, she set out to find a ride to the next town, leaving Gebze behind. This is the last known presence of Baka before she disappeared. As days passed without any communication from Baka, her mother began to grow concerned. On the other hand, her fellow Turkish artists, whom she met during the trip, decided to inform the Turkish authorities of her disappearance and finally filed a police report. I don't know whether the case was lodged as a missing person or whether they started treating it as a homicide from the first step, but the police realized that time was a crucial factor and they had to work fast to find her safe. Baka's mother reached out to the Italian foreign ministry for assistance and the ministry contacted Stefano Canzio the Italian consul who had stayed in Istanbul for 7 years who by now knew the country really well Stefano recognized the gravity of the situation and used television to broadcast Baka's information to a wider audience in Turkey hoping to generate any leads to find her Meanwhile, Baka's sister and her fiancé travelled to Istanbul to assist with the search of her and gather information about her disappearance. Baka's mother held out hope that her daughter had been abducted by the Kurdish and that they would be able to secure her release by paying a ransom. She was not completely worried yet since Baka was used to hitchhike a lot and knew how to avoid dangerous situations Baka remained unresponsive to the blog post intensifying her family's anxiety 
even when Moro and Baka had planned to meet in another city, the distance between those cities was substantial and the police had a vast area to search. Although multiple witnesses spotted Baka at the rest stop, they couldn't recall the number plate or the car's make, which ultimately led to no suspects whatsoever. That did change when her cell phone was activated with the SIM card, which helped police pinpoint the location and they quickly left their stations to reach the destination. The killer did not realize that SIM card would allow the police to track its location, even if he had dismissed her original SIM card. Murad Karatas is a 38-year-old truck driver who lived in the city of Kibze. With a few criminal records, Murad had been sent to jail for theft and rough driving. He was married though, but still lived in a small apartment with another woman, not far from the rest stop, the same one where Baka was last seen. Police discovered that Baka entered Murad's car at the rest stop. He convinced her to take an alternative route to reach their destination faster. Nonetheless, Murad convinced her to trust him, using her vulnerability to his advantage. This did raise alarms in Baka's head, but Murad assured her that he knew what he was doing. The roads Murad drove on were winding and treacherous. Even if someone was fearful for their life, jumping out of the car would have caused a lot of damage. Additionally, if any cars passed by, they won't have heard or seen any cries for help. When police traced his location and arrested him, he quickly confessed to his crime. He told the police that once he picked up Baka at the truck stop, he drove her to a remote part of the reserve where he sexually assaulted her and then strangled her. Murad told the police that Baka was dead within an hour of meeting him and admitted that he did not regret what he did to her. So, on 11th April 2008, a month after they had started their journey, the police found the assaulted and strangled body of Pipa Baka in some bushes near a city which was 300 kilometers from Istanbul. She was found naked and her body had already started decomposing. They also found her wedding dress lying near the location full of twigs and dirt. Using the DNA samples that were collected from the wedding dress, police found out that multiple people had raped Baka, despite Murad denying the accusation and repeatedly confessing that he was the only one responsible for the crime. To throw the police on the wrong track, he stated that on the night of the murder, he was under the influence of drugs and did not remember anything. Despite multiple DNA samples, no one was ever arrested for the murder of Pipa Baka, except for Murad. On 25th June 2008, Murad was found guilty of Baka's death. He received a life sentence for the murder, 7 years and 6 months for rape charges, 5 years for restraining a person's freedom, and 1 year and 8 months for theft. Throughout the trial, Murad maintained his innocence, completely changing his statement from the time of his arrest. After the verdict was handed down, he shouted and left the courtroom, proclaiming his innocence 
and blaming others for the crime. Since Bakas's disappearance and death were heavily talked about in the media, the newspapers in Turkey published her news on the front page with headlines such as quote we are ashamed unquote Turkish president Abdullah Gul even contacted the president of Italy and expressed his condolences Bakar returned to Milan after the case reached the desired verdict with hundreds of people gathered at her funeral a lot of them expressed their sadness for the loss of a pure soul who just wanted to talk about peace and showcase the dangers women faced which sadly and ironically claimed her life in the end in an exclusive article by LA Times written by Laura Kind Bakas mother commented that a monster like Murad can be found everywhere irrespective of the choices that her daughter made the death of Baka ruined the image of Turkey as well in the run to be the part of the European Union such a case had tainted their image and damaged their reputation multiple women walked the streets of Kebsi expressing their concerns for the safety of women in the country as well as demanding a severe sentence for men who are responsible for sexual assault moro promised to finish the entire journey to pay tribute to her friend I don't know whether the exhibition was held in Israel or if she finished the entire journey to Israel but the images of their journey till the time Baka was alive are still available on the internet A French filmmaker Joël Courts directed a movie named The Bride showcasing her journey to the world and depicting her ideologies throughout her life The documentary film contains all the videos shot by Baka and Moro during the trip. I am glad that Murad received a harsher sentence, but I cannot let go of the other 3 DNA samples that were found from her dress. Was Baka sexually assaulted by four men? According to the evidence, the answer is yes. But we may never know if the other men played any kind of role in her death. or if Murad genuinely acted alone and killed her there are still questions i mean what if the other three men forced murad to assault baka or if murad was the mastermind behind this entire thing or he did everything willingly no matter the amount of questions murad is still in jail and that's what matters he might be suffering in prison but he will never be able to understand the pain that Baka went through and for the questions we may never be able to find those answers thank you for listening to this episode of shades of macau If you want to hear more about true crime stories, be sure to subscribe to our podcast wherever you are listening. You can find images related to the cases covered on the podcast on our Instagram and Twitter at Shades of Macau. Follow us on social media to receive updates on other episodes and let us know if there's a case you want us to cover. Shades of Macau will be back next week. Till then, take care and be safe.